0: Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. The show that harkens back to the days of, at the tone, the time will be 8 p.m. and 35 seconds. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, they sometimes are irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast, and I'm your host, Brian Levine, and on this week's show, we are going to finish up, in pipe parts, we're going to finish up uh, Pipe Smoking 101 Revisited the Pipe, and the parts of the pipe, and then my guest is uh, John David Cole with uh, the News from the, from the Country Squire segment. So we get to hear him. Uh, we get to hear him talking deep about the uh, about the recent PCA convention, uh, music mailbag, and rant. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone. The JDRF auctions are done. I don't have the exact totals yet, but between uh, the tobaccos and the pipes and everything. We're going to clear over $2,200. Final numbers are still coming in. And if you want to do a direct cash donation, Kevin's got a link to the walk page, which is, you know, just the group. And you can go right on there and do a cash donation directly there. So thank you very much again to everybody. Thank you to, uh, yeah. Thank you to Steve Fallon for once again, doing this and taking care of me and, uh, you know, making everything look good and shipping all that stuff and covering all the costs. And he donated a tin of tobacco and a pipe, too. So, yeah, once again, the pipe stud came through. So thank you very much. Uh, just a reminder, please, uh, if you're listening on Stitcher, uh, Stitcher is going bye-bye. So you'll have to switch over to another podcast player platform. And uh, apparently you can leave ratings and reviews for shows on Spotify. And I'm going to have to, I guess, download the app and find those there. So uh, do appreciate those. And of course, ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts are much appreciated. So, all right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go.
1: There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory. It's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series. Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark.
0: and we are back on the pipes magazine radio show and i realized i just lied to you this is not finishing up the uh uh, the pipe part of the pipe smoking 101 revisited because uh we have to talk about the stem afterwards so uh, this one we're talking about purely the tenon and the mortise. now what is the tenon and the mortise? uh the tenon is the little thing that is the part that goes into the pipe and the mortise is the hole that that little thing goes into. All right, so you got the mortise in the wood part and then the tenon is sticking off of the stem. Now it is also possible for you to not have a tenon because there might be, you might have a thing called a push stem which doesn't have a separate part as a tenon. All that means is that the stem pushes in at a slight angle. You know, the, stem, uh, the stem gets broader very slightly, and it pushes into the mortise, and that creates the fit. You'll find a lot of these on, uh, on freehand pipes. Uh, you'll find a lot of these on uh, Peterson system pipes. Uh, and, and it's a perfectly fine way to make a pipe. Uh, a lot of them are used in uh, military mounts or army mounts. So you got a piece of silver over the end of the stem and you got a piece of silver in the over the mortise and that goes together. Uh, now, the reason they did that was because the tenon and the mortise are the most fragile parts of a pipe. If you're going to break a pipe, odds are you're going to break the tenon or break the mortise. Uh, so that old military mount would protect that. All right. Uh, the tenon's job... If it's a turned tenon it can either be a uh, it can either be part of the stem itself or it can be a separate material. Uh, in most cases, most manufacturers use uh, uh, delrin, which is a, another kind of a plastic and it's a little more uh, a little more durable than dealing with either ebonite or vulcanite or even acrylic. It's a little easier to shape it all the way down to the correct size. And the job of the tenon is to, uh, you know, hold the stem on the pipe and get the air, get that draft hole connected and lined up all the way through. Uh, in some situations, you will find that the tenon is cut wider to hold either a 6 millimeter or a 9 millimeter filter. In which case, the tenon has to be a little bit wider because you have to have a certain amount of tenon around it. So, the, so the size will change. Uh, the mortise is the part of the wood that is going to hold that part so that's got to be yeah you got to have a certain amount of thickness in there for the wood around there to hold it. Uh, the idea with the mortise is that it matches up evenly to the tenon uh, so that way you have a uh, you, you don't want any restrictions or you don't want any gaps in there. So the finer one of the one of the things that a finer artisan pipe maker will do versus a factory is get that measurement down to maybe a sixteenth or or an eighth of an inch of gap between the end of the tenon and the facing wall or the draft hole in the stem. If you have a gap in there, the bigger the gap, the more potential you have for you know, for uh, turbulence or buildup in there. Uh, the tenon and the mortise is also the area that I remind you that, yeah, you know, I do my, I do my cleaning of a pipe after each bowl, but lately every five to six bowls, I'll take the stem out after the pipe is cooled down and I'll clean off the tip of the tenon and clean off that little hole. And then I'll clean off the facing wall of the mortise. And that's just because you just, you know, you're going to get stuff in there. In my case, because I use pipe cleaners a lot, I'll find a lot of pipe fuzz in there. So you just want to clean that out Yeah, four or five, every four or five bowls. Uh, If you've got a bigger gap in there, then you want to clean it a little more frequently. You just don't want that You don't want moisture building up in there. You don't want gunk building up in there. You just want smooth clean, and you want everything going through. Uh, The tenon will be either rounded at the tip, or it might be funneled a little bit. So you'll see on some of the artisan pipe makers where the draft hole has a little funneling, and then it butts up nicely against the draft hole in the stem, and the air goes through there smoothly and cleanly. Uh, that's more preferable than something that's either round or purely flat because the uh, the purely flat is going to cause a buildup of stuff Uh, you're also going to this is the part where after years and years and years of owning a pipe where you may just have to replace the tenon or make a have a new stem made because the tenon and the wood inside the mortise will no longer fit and it'll get loose and the stem will just fall right, the fall right out of the pipe, or even worse, you could have the pipe in your mouth and the bowl just falls right off. So, uh, yes, I've owned pipes long enough that I've had to have them either retenned or restemmed completely. Um, sometimes in the past, you'll find some more antique materials. Uh, albatross bone was used a lot in me- in Meerschaum pipes. Uh, you'll find some odd materials in there occasionally, and you may even find some metal tenons, uh, especially on pipes that have either bamboo or, uh, the, some of the Brigham pipes have that metal tenon to hold the, uh, the rock filter or the rock maple thing. So you'll find some other materials in there. It's not that they're bad. It's just that the preferred one now is Delrin. All right, so that is the tenon and the mortise. And of course, going forward, we will get into, uh, we'll go back and revisit some tobacco stuff again. Main thing I want you to know with the tenon and the mortise is keep it clean and uh, try not to pull the pipe apart as much as you, <laughs> as many times as you want to, because uh, that just creates wear and tear. All right, in just a moment, my conversation and a visit with John David Cole. <laughs>
1: This is Internet Radio. Hi. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal. We know pipe smoking is a personal journey. That's why our small team of blending and production experts take a personal approach in every step, preparing tobacco products just for you. We source top quality leaf through the personal connections we've made around the world, hand blend that leaf, and carefully package each tin. Each product from special releases like our small batch line to our most popular mixtures like Autumn Evening are made right here in South Carolina by professionals dedicated to providing the finest of smoking experiences. Lighting up a pipe is an exploration through evolving flavors, thoughts, memories, and even dreams. From our hands to yours, Cornell and Deal tobaccos are your passport for that voyage, provided by people who, like you, value the journey.
0: We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and our uh, our recurring guest is back. And our recurring guest, as I understand it, has multiple names. Uh, some people call him Jonathan Cole. Some people call him John David Cole. Some people call him J.D. Yeah. Some people call him Johnny Cole. Some people call him Johnny Reb. He's got all is them titles.
2: No, 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 no. Don't put that evil on me.
0: <laughs> so from the, uh, from the Country Squire Ooh. Tobacconist and CountrySquireOnline.com, john david cole welcome back to the pipes magazine radio show
2: brother thanks for having me man it is always a pleasure to to be here i um you know i've I've told the story several times about how my name turned to john david but i so i'm not gonna tell that real quick but what i what i will say is like some people don't get the concept of double names like that doesn't compute with them you know and so there are those people that just call me john because they don't they don't understand. And that's fine. Like, you know, I I get that. The Southern double name, like other parts of the country, people don't, you know, it's just not common. So, oh, okay. You know that. So you're John. But then there's the person and this really chaps me. <laughs> there's the, there's the person, there's the person that just calls me David. Like they skip over the first name, the first part of my first name altogether. And then it's just, it's just David. So, so they'll call me <laughs> David Cole. And I'm like, just, 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 just come on. <laughs> like. I mean, that, that's ch- come on. That's like people <laughs> that skip
0: over the first part of my name and just call me whole. Whole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: Sorry, well, that, that's for that's for other reasons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, birth names. Yeah, I, I would yeah.
0: imagine you know that uh, that that famous singer Billy Billy Cyrus. Um, yeah. You know, wouldn't have had an Billy achy breaky Cyrus. heart
2: if he didn't have a ray in the middle there. No, that's right. That's yeah. right. I mean, I get, I, I will say, you know, John David Cole, all three of those words are kind of short and I regularly get David Allen Coe <laughs> and that is awful. <laughs> that is terrible. And if you're not familiar with David Allen Coe, don't go listen to David. Allen <laughs> I, I admonish you Do not go listen to David Allen Coe. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's get to some serious stuff here.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. Right. Yeah. Fat chance with the two of us. Yeah, um, exactly. It's peanut gallery. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you you uh, you got back. uh, We're recording this about eight days before it's going to go out, or nine days. I don't know. I'm I'm, I was never good at math, but. Uh, you just got back from Las Vegas and from the Premium Cigar Association annual trade show, which yeah. used to be the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association, which used to be IPCPR. the retail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it used to be the Retail Tobacco Dealers Association. Yep. RTDA. Yep. So it, it's morphed, it's wiggled, it's jiggled, but I don't think I've ever had a retailer on that goes the the goes to that trip. And goes there actively to buy. So, you are a retailer of of, uh, pipes and cigars. That's right. So, what do you do? You've got a couple weeks ahead of the show, uh, ahead of going on this convention, which is a buying trip for you. Mm -hmm. Um, What are you doing to get ready? What kind of information are you gathering? Uh, Mm -hmm. How do you
2: prep for it? it's a great question and let me preface like our discussion about the the pca with with the the fact that this is only my second time to go Mm -hmm. which is crazy like we you know our shop is 50 almost 53 years old now next year next month will be our um 53rd anniversary and we like we literally have only been twice like this was our second year (laughs) we were going to go in 2019 and uh, or I'm sorry, 2020, and it got canceled because of uh, of the uh, the virus and stuff. But, um, but yeah, so I'm I'm still kind of getting, I'm still new to this, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's it it's really interesting. So just a little background. Uh, the name of the organization is the Premium Cigar Association. But as you referred to in the past, the the word pipe used to be in the in the yeah. name of the organization, um, and the reason they changed. The name and Brian, you you know this, so I guess yeah. I'm speaking to our listeners. But you probably know more about this than I do. But the the reason they changed their name, you know, when you're dealing, this is primarily like a like an advocacy group, right? I mean, these folks they're connecting retailers and manufacturers and all that kind of stuff. But really, what they're doing is fighting for our industry on the front lines in places like DC. And at the FDA and, and in the court system and all this stuff. And so we would have no, if it weren't for the PCA and Cigar Rights of America and these guys, like we would have no ability to, as an industry, to stand up against the overreach uh, into premium tobacco. And, and and so that's pipes and cigars. So so with knowing that, you are dealing with, and I'm not answering your question at all. I'm sorry. No, I'll <laughs> ask it again. Don't worry. Good. But. <laughs> You know, when you're when you're dealing with people in D.C., you know, we live in a Twitter universe now where 140 characters, you know, blunt force information. You can't paint with any delicate brush strokes, Everything has to be yeah. super bold and simple and all this kind of stuff. And so when people hear IPCPR, they're like, what kind of alphabet is that? You know, I mean, it, <laughs> it doesn't really yeah. mean you know what I mean? It doesn't that doesn't mean anything to people anymore, you know but when you hear oh premium cigar association okay i know i, I know what i'm dealing with now and let's be honest uh, about it the pipe industry is even though it's vibrant and growing it is a it is a minuscule part of the entire premium tobacco you know universe and so it makes right. it a lot simpler to sell to a drunken congressman <laughs> <laughs> or congresswoman more equal or congresswoman a, yeah, yeah. Or, or or lobbyist or whatever. But you know, it, it makes it a lot easier to sell when it just has a simple name like that. And so they did. But it, you know, I'm I'm proud of the organization in that it it has maintained a pipe tie, you know. Mm-hmm. And and in its in the lawsuits that they filed, it's very specifically uh stood up for um for the pipe industry. I, I I'll never forget, boy, I really am getting off topic, but this is important. This is important. Um I'll never forget the um, the big lawsuit. It was two or three years ago. But it, in the federal court in D.C., our industry lost. It was like a 12-point lawsuit. And we lost on basically every single point except like two. And one of the two points that we won on because of the PCA was blending tobacco in a retail environment. Yep. Before that, retailers like me and like other pipe shops around the country – thought we might have to register as manufacturers just like Cornell and Deal or Sutliff just to blend you know a uh, uh, you know one of our you know tobacco blends that we've done in a retail you know outfit for 50 years like on a scale in a small shop in Jackson Mississippi you know it's just crazy yeah or and stop so, doing Cherokee all together yeah exactly yeah. and it's like you know i mean you talk to you know Jeremy Reeves or um, or Jeremy McKenna, you know, these guys that are on the front lines of this stuff and they, you know, to come out with a, with an actual new blend, that's not just a warm over makeover or whatever it is like, they may have to come out of pocket a million dollars or whatever. And we, you know, that we just can't do that, you know? Yeah. So, um, anyway,
1: <laughs> okay. So, so it, all that so to the, say, uh,
2: so to, I mean, uh, to tie it all
0: together, the premium cigar yeah. association is not anti pipe it's exactly it's just yeah. it, it was just a name change to dumb it down for the idiots i mean the the um to make Rep- it simpler yeah <laughs> to make it simpler to market politicians is what you mean yeah because all because <laughs> i know at the at this most recent pca you had arango cigar which has nording pipes yeah. all the eric Stokerby stuff all the chicome stuff all the i don't exactly. know uh, they've got every brand that's left over from stuff you
2: have Briarworks, i believe was there yep that's right law dc so peterson savinelli cornell and deal glps um and then uh uh, sutliff has uh, a big booth of stuff sutliff had a huge they probably had the biggest booth of all those guys um you know which is now sutliff is distributing a lot of interesting things now so they've Mm -hmm. got barling pipes which are kind of getting a, a a makeover now um they do um the white elephant pipes they do uh, several several kind of interesting Brigham pipes of course yeah. you know um and then uh don't forget about F&K cigar which uh imports all the Vowen uh products and so man there were I mean there were there were probably a thousand Vowen pipes there on display you know I mean it's it, it was impressive it was the pipe folks had a really good footprint at the thing you know yeah. and the owner i forget the gentleman's name forgive me but the owner of lj peretti's walking around smoking his pipe you know Stephen um, willett yeah, yeah yeah so you know mr willett's you know walking around smoking his pipe and um you know there we we were well represented man i spent mm-hmm. um i my my first the first booth we went to was the Briarworks booth because <laughs> I, last year and uh, you know a we got to the show a little late last year, and again, we're kind of learning how to do all this stuff. But last year we got there late and uh, the smoking pipes folks had gotten there about 45 minutes before we did. and they cleaned out the Briarworks booth. And I had a chip on my shoulder about that <laughs> for 12 months. <laughs> wait, wait, this chip on your shoulder was so was so big that you actually got up early. I did. I got up early and I and I and I monitored my consumption the night before. I'm going. to clip. I'm
0: going to clip that and send that to
2: Bo York. Hey, you should. You should. Yeah. Um. No, but it, you know. So anyway, we made sure to get there really early so we could buy, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of Briarworks pipes and, um, you know, and that kind of thing. We we were really excited about that. But um, but, you know, going back to your original question, before yeah. I t- completely torpedoed <laughs> yeah. the entire thing um yeah. you know the 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 way you really prepare for something like PCA as a retailer starts immediately after the last year's one and it's in saving a fortune all year long okay in order to in order to spend at a show like that because i mean as as a small retailer like i mean it, the amount of cash that you have to put out in a you know seven day period is just tremendous but the deals that are available there and the access you have to you know unique products that are coming out there and there only or maybe if you buy it there you're the first one that gets it and it does and no one else can get it for until a month or so afterwards so you kind of get this jump on it it's really important it's special it's precious and um and so you really have to i mean you got to be ready to just put some coin down and so you it's an important part of the business model is saving for that every year and making sure you've got the bandwidth um, to, you know, to buy product there so that, you know, when the fall comes, we'll have the best selection of, you know, Valens or Savonelli's or Peterson's or, um, you know, Briarworks or or whatever it is, you know, it's really important. So starting in like uh, in like August of this month of this year, you're going
0: to start putting a little percentage away to build up that war chest again to that's go right. yeah. back and get those volume deals that yeah, that are only right. offered at the show. So that's right. All right. Yeah. While while uh, while John David's building up his war chest, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll <laughs> have uh, now we'll have his experience of actually getting up out of bed early. So stay with us. <laughs> Imagine we'll <be> back. That. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back in just a minute. For over one hundred and
3: fifty years. Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike, and our workshop too is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr, worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mila 100,000 welcomes. Wherever you come from, whosoever you be.
0: We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. You know, I forgot to mention that this is kind of like the, you know, the news from the Country Squire revisited again. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah. With John David Cole. All right. So, so last year you, you realized that you needed a war chest. So this year you went with a, you, you had a budget of, yeah. of stuff yeah. and, and you've also got to, so you hit, so you hit, uh, when you get there, you get to Vegas, you're i'm I'm assuming they've got airplanes that
2: don't go directly from Jackson, Mississippi to Vegas, so you change planes in Atlanta or that's right yeah we we've yeah. changed planes in Dallas uh for yeah. this occasion, but yeah we we are definitely in one of the if it's a hub and spoke system, we're at the end of the spoke for sure <laughs> <laughs> for sure yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with the little tiny planes, they're cute right, that's um, right, they're precious, yeah, they have to you know get the old guy cranks them up with the thing you know in front in front of the yeah. plane. <laughs>
0: so you you get into Vegas the night before the show opens or the day before the show opens so that you can get checked in and into your hotel and you know figure
2: out yeah. how an indoor toilet in- works and all that stuff that's right that's right make sure my shoes are polished after I buy them um yeah you know and Las Vegas is such a it's such a neat place it re- it really is a fascinating town to me I you know and uh, this is not a plug uh, you know necessarily for like you know the Las Vegas international pipe show although it it kind of is because it's if you haven't experienced Las Vegas you you really should like it's just such an interesting place. And so getting there a day early and kind of acclimating to that, acclimating to the heat, yeah, <laughs> which is its own thing. And, and you know, of course, the Southerners, as, as I'm sure they say, North Carolina, where you are, Brian, like, oh, well, they don't have the humidity. So it's not as bad. I'm sorry, but one hundred and ten degrees is one hundred and ten degrees like the, that's the only like, there's a ro- there's a roasting yeah. factor there, you know, that just. You can't, you can't escape it. It's so bad. (laughs)
0: The only way to prep for that is to put the oven on broil and open it up and put your face there and just know that you can't take your face away from that until you go back inside.
2: No, that's right. And, you know, and you just, the inside is the only respite from it. But, um, yeah, so, you know, but you're right. Like getting checked in the, the Venetian hotel over the past couple of years where the sands used to stand back in the day. Um, you know, that. Expo Center that they have that's just gigantic. Yeah. Um, you know, imagine going to a Sam's Club or a Costco, and then multiplying the volume of that probably by probably by three. I would think the uh, or, or, or at least two. At least at least it's it's at least as big as two Costcos. I'd say. Uh, if and, you and, had if you had halls A, B, and C, which are the top level
0: halls, which you probably had B and C only. Yeah, uh,
2: that's only about 300,000 square feet. Okay. You would know, cause you did this yeah. one year. I mean, this was your deal. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it, it's a, it's a voluminous space and it's full of cigar smoke. And <laughs> I mean, you just, it, you know, it's full of cigar smoke and, um, you know, it's, it's a really impressive environment. You go in and, um, the biggest cigar names in the world, you know, we mentioned the pipe guys that are there and we're, and, and so obviously people like me are kind of hovering around those areas, but. Um, but you know, if if you're a cigar enthusiast, you know the names Arturo Fuente and Padron and Oliva and Perdomo and blah 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 blah. blah you know, on and on and on. And they've got all got these extravagant booths that, uh, you know, where they're giving away cocktails, and they've got, um, you know, people in uh, you know, really beautiful sequined gowns, passing out beer and, you know, all this kind of stuff and just, oh, you want a cigar here? They're just kind of throwing them at you kind of thing. It's not it's it's really a, a fascinating experience to go there and and truly overwhelming if you're not aware of the complexity of the premium tobacco industry. And so if you aren't going there to necessarily buy, it's still a good experience to go as a retailer because you just you learn what you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like going to the Chicago pipe show or the Las Vegas pipe show. Like if you are a pipe smoker and it's your first time to one of those shows, you learn at that show things that you didn't even know existed. Like it's like you find out what you don't even know. (laughs) It's so interesting. Who knew that, Um, you know, there's a guy that all he does for a living is make tampers, you know, and they're beautiful and made out of sterling silver. And he can custom make you a tamper out of, you know, for whatever you know, it's just that kind of stuff that you don't know until you until you go and see it. And so, um anyway, so if you are a retailer, I would encourage you to to go, but but Las Vegas is fun, man. It's interesting. It's such a neat place. It's um even, you know, it's not about gambling anymore. That's not what Vegas is about anymore. People go for the shows and the food, and you know, they you see strollers out there, you know, yeah. people bringing their kids, and it's it's, it's crazy, man. So I, I always yeah I always tell people from uh, especially from out of the country
0: that if you want to go to a unique U.S. city that doesn't yep. doesn't replicate anything else in the world las mm-hmm. vegas is the closest option Yeah. You know, after that yeah. then you get new orleans which is kind of its own vibe and you get yeah you know then then, yep. then you get the south which is its own vibe <laughs> 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 yeah um so the do you have i mean getting there are you just wandering after you've done your pipe stuff on the first day are you wandering the halls and wandering the aisles of there, or do you have appointments set up with other companies for
2: cigar so, stuff or accessories? That's right. So when, when when retailers go to this show, the idea, uh, it, it seems like anyway, and what's worked for us so far, has been to set up a series of appointments with as many uh, of the of the brands you're interested in working with, you know, and so, Hey, we're interested in working with you or we carry your stuff already. We know we need to make a good purchase for the upcoming year. Uh, If we buy in bulk, you're going to give us a nice discount, which will help our margins and all that kind of stuff. So, so we make sure we meet with, you know, we sell at our shop scads of, you know, Arturo Fuente and Rocky Patel and uh, Drew Estate, you know, and all these. And so we make sure to, to sit down with these guys while we're out there and, Um, you know, learn about all their new products. But, but then we also make a point to find out about brands that we don't carry, you know, it's a real fact finding mission. And so, okay, we've never carried your brand before. Tell us, tell us what's out there. Just like in the pipe world, the cigar world also, the the question is always what's new, what you got this new, you know, I mean, look at all the, you know, limited edition blends that we have and, you know blends that are coming and going it's like that's the pipe smokers want that too it's like mm-hmm. hey what you got this new and so um you know when we're going to these shows it's like it, it's important that we find out what's new and interesting and um you know that's going to be a good draw for for real enthusiasts, and, so, and especially yeah. for you in in uh, Jackson, Mississippi,
0: which may not be on the major trade route for every cigar sales well, rep in the
2: southeast. Now, and you- that's a fair that's a fair point. Yeah. yeah, I mean that you know so you've got. I mean, number one, there are some companies that just don't have representatives. Right. They they literally just don't like. Padron doesn't need to have reps on the road. Like that's just not never a had them. them. <laughs> you know, never had. I like. Yeah. I think Fuente has like maybe three, (laughs) you know, we, we see them like once every like two years or something. They're super nice guys, but like, we just don't, you know, so, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, boutique cigar companies that are not regularly coming through our neck of the woods. And so we want to connect with them and learn more about them and make sure they know who we are and, um, you know, and, and just establish that relationship. So, but after that, it's, it's really just, Looking around and then and then trying to make some time to get into the city and enjoy the the sights yeah. and the food and the drinks and you know all that kind of stuff. So yeah. did you did you have any dinners that you got invited out to
0: by uh, by vendors that wanted to you know woo you and yeah. wine and dine you
2: and loosen up that war chest? <laughs> yeah. We were the we were there four nights and of those four nights I paid for one dinner. And it was the first night we were there. We just gotten in, and, and that was before. at White Castle. And that right, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the Taco Bell down the street on the uh, on the strip. But you know that um, Taco Bell actually has a. They actually do weddings there too. I know. Which <laughs> is just amazing. Yeah. If you're not familiar with the history of Las Vegas, you just ought to take two hours <laughs> one random afternoon and read a whole bunch of articles about <laughs> the history of that. that. That town should not be there. It is. No. It is such an interesting place. Okay. It, anyway, all that to say, like, <laughs> yeah, we man had some great, uh, the folks, uh, that distribute, uh, you know, Savinelli and Peterson and Cornell and Deal and, uh, GLPs, tobaccos. They were, uh, so nice to take us out to a great meal and, um, you know, had a, you know, really good time with them and, and also went to eat with, uh, the folks from La Florida Minicana oh. and then, um, El Septimo cigars. So it was, uh, it was a great time, man. Just yeah. had a, had a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: And then with the with the cigars because uh, I mean there's probably um, is, is it fair to say maybe ten different cigar exhibitors for every one pipe related one. <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd say probably more yeah.
3: than that. So yeah, like twenty I mean, to that, one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I mean that that's the thing. That I mean, it just again, as pipe smokers, we we're proud of our niche and our industry and all that. But it you know you really have to understand like it is a very small piece of the larger, uh, you know, premium tobacco industry. Right. And so, and, but, you know, they include us and that, I, that makes me happy. I, I'm thankful for the cigar guys because they include us. They, you know, the pipe, the pipe folks at the show are not relegated to the nosebleed section. You know what I mean? Like what, Arango, you know, which is the American distributor for, you know, I mean, some of the biggest, most well-respected pipe brands in the world, um, uh, Arango is right up front, you know, Uh, and you're right up front, you walk in and there's Josh Weiser and there's Eric Stokeby and, you know, um, Corey and, uh, Linda and all, I mean, they're they're all, you know, just right up front and they're, they're great people and they're, you know, so you've got that real nice exposure of, of, you know, artisan pipes and, um, you know, I am Corona lighters and, uh, those are the folks that do esoterica, you know, and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're right front and center. You know, the folks from Sutliff, uh, not too far away either. They're right over, you know, prime real estate and they're, their whole, you know, they, they, the folks at Sutliff do now distribute some cigars, but, you know, they're the primarily their booth is pipe related and that's, it's cool. It's neat to see that. Were you uh, taking uh, the folks out from Arango, trying to wine and dine them and schmooze them to loosen up on the esoterica shipments for to
0: you? Le-
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I you know it's funny. Uh, poor, poor Josh Weiser. I love Josh, and he's yeah. a dear friend. But that joker, I, I never, I hardly, I, I, I won't say never. I hardly ever bring up esoterica around him <laughs> because I, I'm almost, I'm positive that he has nightmares. Related yeah. to esoterica, like, yeah. like the amount of grief he gets over that gold foil bag. Like I, <laughs> so I, I just, when I'm talking with Josh, I just, I just try to not bring it up. I just, you know, I, we, we buy from them. We love them. It's all going to work out in the end. <laughs> yeah.
0: So what did <laughs> poor, you, poor Josh, <laughs> so after four days in Vegas, then you head home and, and now what, what did you, what couple of things did you pick up that are new to the store that you're excited yeah. about? Uh, yeah what what's gonna be well,
2: what's gonna be on the website shortly for those of us that don't live in Jackson, yeah. Mississippi No, that's right. that's right. you know, primarily our pipe business is more and more becoming an an online business and uh we're we're proud of that and continue to grow that and are thankful for that. but um yeah, we haven't actually carried Vowan pipes in years, and they've got a really nice new uh lineup of of pipes, just a a whole i mean mm. several several new lines that are interesting and fun and Um, you know, nine millimeter filters are kind of Allen's thing, you know, it's a European style. Uh, the, the styling on those are really aggressive and fun and different. And, you know, nowadays that's what pipe smokers want. And so we kind of are taking a bet on them. We love the folks at F and K that distribute them. And they also distribute like Dan tobacco and, um, uh, John Ellsbury and, you know, some other smaller brands that are really good. And so, um, anyway, so we're going to have a whole mess of those in, um, the uh, new stuff from uh, Savinelli and Peterson, particularly Peterson. They've got a, a nice new spigot line that's coming out that's going to be really attractive. Mm. So we'll have a whole bunch of those and, of course, uh, Peterson Pipes of the Year and Savinelli Christmas Pipes and all that kind of stuff. And, um, you know, and, and and then, of course, the exciting uh, thing are new tobaccos as well as a tobacco guy. Um, you know, something new that is coming out of the Kohlhaas factory uh, there's like uh, six different tobaccos, and you'll have to forgive me of the name uh, because it's just information overload, but there's like six new tobaccos that are coming out of the Kohlhaas factory. Um, It's a beautiful blue tin. I think they're almost all aromatics, but they're those kind of interesting European-style nuanced yeah. aromatics that don't just hit you in the face with, T- you know, tobacco cherry fir- syrup. or Tobacco
0: ra- first, topping second.
2: Yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, we're we're gonna bring all those in, which that's exciting. And then um, if folks haven't heard, which hopefully they have, but you know, if you're a, a fan of Seattle Pipe Club Mississippi River, uh, there is going to be a Mississippi River cigar. Ooh, and that is just that was released at the PCA show, and so we'll have several yeah. of those in stock. And uh, that might be a, a we don't sell a lot of cigars on our website, but that be, might be one that we. That we wind up doing because of such a so much crossover that's there so if you're a cigar enthusiast keep a lookout for that it's really really a fun idea and i think they're gonna i think they're gonna sell just a ton of those things
0: so what you need to do right now is go online and order from john david because it's july which is one of the slowest months of the year for you and you've got all this new stuff coming in and all those bills going out racking up. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. So, so you're back from Vegas and the stuff's going to start showing up any day now. And, uh, and then it'll start showing up on the website. So keep an eye out for that. Um, let me ask you about July in particular. Yeah. Uh, you said a couple of times on your show that, you know, it's hot. in the south it's it's hot everywhere in july all right it is it's yeah. hot it's miserable especially
2: this year man it's is a hot year man Just everywhere yeah everywhere well don't is. complain you'll complain when it's cold too um <laughs> exactly
0: <laughs> your your business changes because people are less less open to smoking because it's that hot do you do you find more walk-ins or people that are coming to hang out and sit in your
2: store because you do yes. have air conditioning Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Our smoking lounge is really congested this time of year. And you can't blame people because it's just, you know, it, nowadays most people smoke outside. They yeah. don't smoke in their homes. That's a thing of the past for the most part. And, uh, except for Brian Levine, who I'm looking at right now, who's lighting up his pipe in his, <sighs> in his, uh, bonus room, <laughs> his mm-hmm. beautiful studio. But, you know, um, yeah, so people, people come to the Squire to, to smoke indoors and um and and they also you know as a pipe guy and again we sell a lot of cigars but at, at my at my heart i'm a pipe guy um but um our pipe business wanes this time of year and really pivots towards cigars you know we the amount of cigars that we sell uh, compared to pipes the the ratio really kind of pivots in that cigar direction you think about it like you're outside grilling it's hot maybe you just cut the grass you're exhausted you, you feel like you're on the surface of venus <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you just want something easy you know what i mean you want something that's just just easy you know and, and you know that's why a lot of you know a lot of your your liquor reps they they starve this time of year because you know the 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 alcohol of choice changes over to beer you know it's just easy it's crisp and cold and simple and it's just you know it's just it's just cold beer you know and the same thing happens i think in the premium tobacco industry so we see our cigar smokers really come online and we won't see our pipe guys take a a real big interest in it again again excuse me until um really october i'd say september or october is when we kind of start seeing our pipe guys filter back in but Maybe. um yeah you know, july because of that july is it's tough man yeah. it's a tough month yeah it is
0: yeah so but that's interesting and and i guess uh, uh, you know for i guess for me i think of you know a cigar for me is an outdoor things it's an outdoor thing yeah. for me or if i'm at a cigar shop um, or if I'm sitting on a beach, cause I am not taking a good pipe out onto the beach. Cause that wind will just blow that bowl cockeyed you know, and it
2: will, man, you know, yeah. we, we did so many episodes in the past on smoking your pipe on the beach and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, we, I'm sure you've gotten questions about it before and, you know, you you can smoke your pipe on the beach. I've done it. We've done it, but it, you kind of get to the point where you're just like, just just smoke a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Light up the cigar. If it falls in the sand, big deal. <laughs> big uh, deal. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. But I guess also, you you know, holding that hot bowl in your hand doesn't feel good when you're, you know, when you're on the face of the sun, That's uh, right. but holding a cigar in your hand, which is relatively cool and, and doing that.
2: So that, that would make sense. And then it's just uh, a different, you know, it, it, I have, I have cigar guys regularly that are like, I'm going to try out the pipe. And I'm like, I have two reactions to that I'm like awesome that's great I can't wait I'm gonna really help you in this and number two don't expect it to be anything like what you're used to yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it's a different experience it's just different man the pipe is I mean it it's yeah. just a it's just different you know it's there's a whole little you know, liturgy that goes along with it it's its own little tedious thing that's wonderful and beautiful and it's just but it's it's different from a cigar and so sometimes when you're hot and you feel like you're melting and you know you just got done cutting the grass and you want to drink a really cold beer and then you know go take a nap for four hours like you just you just want an easy cigar so i don't know that's what we see yeah and then and then uh do you on the pipe guys do you see
0: the flavors or the the types of tobaccos change the ones that yeah. Do you see oh, an uptick yeah. in <laughs> yeah. do, do you see all your do you see all your English blends just sitting there getting some fine age on them over the summer? I know <laughs> we
2: we've got these really fine aged English blends by the time uh October rolls around. Little sugar crystals popping up on all the latakia yeah. flakes and no, it's um it, it it's true, you know, this time of year we see uh, a lot more aromatic tobacco being sold and which makes sense, you know, it's refreshing and goes good with the, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a uh, piña colada or gin and tonic in my case or you know vodka and cranberry or whatever whatever it is you know you kind of you drink those more refreshing style drinks this time yeah. of year and so people kind of pivot to that and and then of course what a lot of people don't expect is um virginias go up virgin yeah. our sales of virginia proportionally uh go up during the summer months there's something about that kind of grassy citrusy uh hay like um, e- you know characteristic of a of a good virginia um even the the vinegreeness of some of your more you know matured leaf or mm. darker varietals they just it's just more uh, pleasant this time of year what what's funny to me though is that you know as as you know it, you know latakia burns cooler <laughs> and so, i don't like it it's still. like <laughs> It's, it's like, you know, you could, uh, it, you know, really, if you want, if you want something to burn cool. And I, I had someone tell me this a couple of years ago, they were like, yeah, it's kind of weird. I've started smoking English blends during the summer because it's, you know, Latakia burns cooler and, and it does. It dark
0: does. coffee has less caffeine in it, but dark coffee sales drop off in the summer because it's more intense. Exactly. It's just more of an intense, it, intense thing. It is know? what it is.
2: I, I am steady, tried and true all year long. That's me predictable <laughs> uh, I, i'm steady tried and true in that i you know latakia continues to not be a, a favorite of mine i'll smoke yeah. it occasionally i know you like have smoked it once every five years or something but when i've been um, paid to <laughs> when you when you've been paid right but I, I don't care how cool it burns it's just not really my thing <laughs> well john david cole it is always great
0: to catch up with you thank you for your uh your insights into the uh the pca and what's going on in the you know the real part of the business and that i mean this yep. holds true for uh, yeah it, for us retailers especially the cycle you're going through now is pretty standard in yeah. uh, in europe the uh, dortmund fair uh, is the uh, is the big tobacco that's show the, and that's in september big yeah so in the summertime they run the same same similar cycles their weather extremes are a little different than yours are in mississippi where air goes to die right um, yeah you know. <laughs> and hope <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i mean yeah i'm four hours from the ocean we get some of that air occasionally <laughs> right yeah. your your air just goes there to die but uh, it thanks it for thanks die. for coming back and uh hopping on here uh oh, brother! that's always a pleasure i guess people will see you uh, uh after the show airs uh people will see you the next weekend
2: at the uh Smitty's cigar thing in uh gainesville georgia that is right, man. To, yeah, a couple couple points real quick. Uh, we we still, you know, of course, we haven't had a podcast in several months now, but but I am so honored that people still regularly come to the country Squire for their pipe pilgrimage, man. we We had a really awesome couple of guys come through. I drove six hours one way just to come to our shop a couple of days ago. so that was it was great, man. We really honored by that and regularly have people that, uh, that pass through to come say hey and spend a day with us at the shop. So please do that to come see us. But, um, but yeah, if you're anywhere uh, or in the vicinity of Gainesville, Georgia, you know Atlanta, uh, South Carolina, East Tennessee, you know some of those areas. Uh, man, please think about coming to uh Smitty's cigar shop this coming weekend. I know that's a probably a random shop you've never heard of. It's in Gainesville, Georgia, kind of off the beaten path. But uh there's actually gonna be a pretty significant pipe event there this weekend that our friend Dave Shane is putting on. And um, and man, there's it's gonna be a great turnout. Guys are coming from all over. there would be some uh podcasters and YouTubers and a uh, lot of lot of good stuff. We'll be there doing some some stuff and um, just really excited about it. So please come out if you're in the area.
0: Saturday, July 29th, Gainesville, Georgia. It's a it's the far northern suburb of Atlanta. And it's a uh, uh, it's a very, very, very pipe friendly yes cigar shop that just happens to have cigars in its name and sells cigars and pipes and pipe tobacco. So that's uh, what you want yeah so some people they'll get the they'll get their first chance to shake your hand and realize how short and furry you really are
2: and how unimpressive yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's like mount rushmore okay there it is kids all right let's
2: go all right there it is yeah (laughs) thanks again for hopping on oh brother it's always good to see you thanks for having me and we'll be back in just a minute
1: have a look in your tobacco cellar what do you see Think of what you smoke, what you age, what you're drawn to in a blend that keeps you wanting more. That's your taste, and whether you know it or not, you've been leading that expedition since you first picked up a pipe, just by smoking what you like and liking what you smoke. But the funny thing about taste, it changes, and you need a wide selection to accommodate it. We at Smoking Pipes know this, And you know it too. So whether you're searching for a tried and true favorite or a singular boutique mixture, we're here to help you navigate the voyage of your evolving tastes. But you're still at the helm.
0: Smoking pipes in faithful service of the hobby. This is Internet Radio. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And, uh, you know, it's always fun... Catching up with John David uh, However, when a, when a Southerner tells you I'm not going to tell you that short story But that means you're going to get a long one Alright, that's all it means <laughs> Alright, for music uh, This week we go back to uh, Nickel Creek And uh, this one is from their new album Celebrants And uh, it's called From the Beach Which with all this heat Boy, that's where I'd like to be recording this show from Nickel Creek is also on tour right now, including a stop in Las Vegas on the Sunday night that we will be there for the Las Vegas International Pipe Show.
1: You've got mail.
0: And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N at pipesmagazine.com or post it on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. And if you have any uh, comments or uh, questions about the Las Vegas International Pipe Show, remember, book before September 10th, and you save a little bit on tables and on admission. Plus, if for admission, you get five free raffle tickets into the uh, raffles with tons of prizes. Uh, so going back to last week's show with, uh, with Christian from uh, CigarWorld.de, Uh, Dino says uh, Jeremy's update was both informative and sweet (laughs) referring to the honey Uh, Christian's pipe backstory was quite fascinating nicely detailed and well presented I also enjoyed his behind the scenes look at European pipe and tobacco sales and distribution a delightful conversation and here we go about the music. Uh, Adam's choice of barroom hero by Dropkick Murphys would have been fun if we were all liquored up at a St. Paddy's Day celebration at our local pub. Uh, not to disparage its energy, but Celtic punk is not my pint of beer. Uh, then he goes on to say, "Grapes, I won't argue, but but there are too many kinds of fruit that are equally great." As Mel Brooks would say, "Eat a nectarine." Thanks for another fun show, Dino. <laughs> Uh, dino you're welcome and casey ghost says uh, jeremy's update was nice and informative christian just being a whippersnapper still had a very interesting story to tell and he told it well he seems like a very pleasant person and i do hope to get to see him and share a bowl Uh, interesting story of him growing up with people who were smokers and it was most interesting Uh, You can imagine how vile I thought the barroom hero was. Add any expletive you want. (laughs) Okay, will do. Uh, And then he says, "Uh, Grapes, huh? I can't refute any argument that you made for them, and to be truthful, they are quite enjoyable. I prefer bananas myself. You remove the packing before eating and dispose of it then. Grapes, you do the reverse. There are any number of fruits I could have mentioned fruits are greatest sweet in the world. Fruits are the greatest sweet in the world. (laughs) Yes, you are correct. Uh, And then going back two weeks ago, Rich Ireland writes, "Uh, I really enjoyed the interview with Les Young. He was the first person I ever met at a pipe show as this year's Chicago show was my first. Uh, Hearing about other pipe journeys is always as interesting as the pipe smoker. If only my conversation was with Les veered into his time at DuPont, we would have probably have found some common acquaintances from many years selling instrumentation to some of their larger facilities. You can thank the folks at DuPont for your acrylic stems and any Delrin parts. Just don't make a pipe out of Teflon, and you'll be okay better living through chemistry, especially plastics. There you go. Uh, and uh, Jim writes, uh, Hi, Brian. As I was growing out my hair to make room for my brain, an idea floated its way into the extra empty space, using a non-toxic can of compressed air to clear out the parts of my pipe. It works so well that I now keep a can with my pipe cleaning supplies. What are your thoughts about this? Are you aware of other pipers using compressed air to clean out pipes? Uh, just many, just one of the many useless nuts here in the Buckeye State, Jim. Uh, Jim, I'm not aware of anybody that's doing that. I think it's interesting, and as long as there's no propellant or no chemical residue, yeah, can't hurt. I mean, it's not that it's not like you're shooting a, yeah, you know, you're not launching a rocket through there, so. Hey, if it helps get all that stuff out of there, especially the pipe fuzz. Great. Uh, and then lastly, uh, Ryan writes, I listen to your show every Friday night while I light up a bowl. I started smoking a pipe in February of this year. Thanks for educating and uh, thanks for an educating and entertaining podcast. Hope to see you in Columbus in August. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan, thank you very much and you will see me in uh, Columbus in August. So there you go. All right, again, comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. And in just a moment, a bathroom rant. Missouri Meerschaum Company has been continuously handcrafting authentic corncob pipes in the USA for over 150 years. They carry over 55 styles of cool smoking corncob pipes, colonial area clay pipes, and affordable hardwood pipes. From exciting new pipe and tobacco releases to accessories and more, Missouri Meerschaum Company is a must see at www.corncobpipe.com. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you.
1: Houston, we have a problem. Uh, we copy, state the nature of your emergency please. Houston, we're out of pipe tobacco up here. We copy, stand by. The flight director recommends visiting 10bids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. You copy? Roger, Houston, stand by, we're looking into it. Okay, we're on 10 bids now. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories. Is that correct? That's affirmative. That's 10bids.com. Okay, Houston, we've secured our tobacco. Now, how do we get it up here? Uh, Stand by, we're working on a solution. Visit TinBids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and sign up for free today. We have liftoff.
0: I should have done this earlier in the summer because, you know, it's summer travel season again and people are going out again and people are going into public restrooms. And so here's an update on uh, Brian's bathroom policies in public places. Uh, first of all, yes, use the uh, uh, use the urinal or the st- uh, This is only for men's rooms because I don't know what goes on in a women's room. But uh, first of all, use the urinal or the stall furthest in. If you can make it because there's some coming in behind you that can't make it that far or and make sure you want to do the size appropriate one for you. And also, you know, uh, don't, you know, the ones further down are less used Uh, Two, part two. Always, always, always yield the right of way to people coming into the facility. Why? Because people coming into might be in a bigger rush than those of you coming out of. Got it. Always yield the right-of-way to those coming in. Uh, Three, and this may be hard for some of you to hear, but uh, guys, don't make sounds in the bathroom that you wouldn't make while you're... You wouldn't make that same sound if if you're in an elevator full of people or standing in line at the grocery store. Just don't make those sounds. You know how to shut up and be quiet, you know? But seriously, don't make any of those sounds while you're in there. And speaking of sounds... <clears throat> that phone call is not that important. So either hang up before you go in or don't answer it until you get out. All right? You got it? Yeah. So there. Brian's bathroom policy updates. Uh, <clears throat> not going to talk about washing your hands because, you know, sometimes you need to do that before because you want to make sure that your hands are clean. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to do it afterwards either. But, uh, yeah, Brian's bathroom policy in public places update. God, it's been all a long time since I've done one of those. So there you go. (laughs) Hope it comes in handy to some people. Uh, Once again, thank you very much to Steve Fallon, the pipe stud for everything with the JDRF auctions. Thank you to John David Cole for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time.
1: He smiled up Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just ah. sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy trails ba-dee-da. Boom,
3: ba-dee-da. to you. Boom, Bum,
1: bum, 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 bum. Again. <laughs>
0: At the tone, the time will be, this show is over. Beep.